Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. This is Dr. Homebrew. Here we are. We're with you right here in the studio on an undisclosed weekday night. I'm not going to tell uh, you what day of the week it is because then you would just stalk us. And I don't appreciate that. We would have people in the chat room and stuff. I would have, yeah, I would just, you know, women screaming, um, all that kind of stuff. Mainly go away, but, you know, yeah. for the most part, I'm, I'm correct. I'm not incorrect. Women scream for Dr. Homebrew all the time, right? Yeah, right. Well, people know doctors don't work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so that only leaves four days for them to kind of narrow down for when we might be here. For them to scream. Exactly. Yeah. All right, we got a good show for you, of course, because that's what we do. Brian, what do we have? We have a... We have a California Common. California Common. And a Doppelbach. And a Doppelbach. Okay. How many Doppelbachs do you think we've gotten on this show? Uh, Eight. Not many. Do you Not th- I mean, enough. Were you just like making that up, or I mean, <laughs> I, I would guess if I had to put a, a number on, I would say like four. Maybe you're right. Nope. In a hundred, ew, I just touched the microphone. Somebody thing. do the math for us, and if you, if you, yeah. Jason's totally scratching his beard and like rubbing it on his, no, his sleeve. I, like, I, oh I my god, the, I touched the mic. No, my lip touched the mic cover, which is. Oh yeah, dude! My lips are all over this mic cover. It's 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 nobody uses mic because my lips are all well, over this Warren thing. Warren uses that mic. You gotta oh, build God. up your tolerance somehow. So it's like I'm, gotta... it's like I'm licking Warren's beard right now. That's true. Oh God, that's disgusting. That's true. Um, okay, and then for the double buck, we have Kevin in the studio. Kevin, how you doing, man? Perfect. Here, I should probably turn your mic. That might help. Let's yeah. turn my. Let's try that again. Out. Kevin, how you doing, man? Doing all right. How are you? Nah, not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. All right. We'll do the uh, the Doppelbach with you later, but we're gonna do the the California Common first. <clears throat> I think what we're gonna do is take a quick break. Yeah. Though. So yeah. Um, Brian Shaw, do you have any shout outs that you want to give? Shout out. out time. Actually, I want to say hi to my mom. <laughs> you know, I got my mom, uh, or I gave my mom a tablet that I had, uh, a, kind of an older tablet I've never used for yeah. Mother's Day. Stone tablet. Because she's fine. Exactly. You, you you take a chisel and a hammer and yeah. some shit. So uh, I had five lines on it, but I just wiped. No, my it mom off. has finally expressed an interest after like 15 years of maybe using the internet or a tablet or something. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? This thing's gathering dust at my place. I'm going to box it up and ship it to her. So I put Stitcher on there in advance with uh, Dr. Homebrew and the Norwegian Serial Killer podcast, which is supposed mm. to be really good. But that way, Mom, if you're listening, hope, hope you're enjoying Dr. Homebrew. Yeah, hope and, you're proud of me, Mom. I love you. Yeah, and uh, your free trip to Norway that I'm giving you. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was in Norway. Yeah, those are your listeners. Yeah. Uh, I hope neither of my parents ever start listening to this show. <laughs> Brian, we raised you better than this. Right. I'm not sure if that's your parents or my parents at this point. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to, to my homebrew club, the Mad Zymerges, of which yeah. I am currently the secretary. We had a meeting about three weeks ago, and I still haven't posted the uh, the minutes, so I'm slacking. Uh, but but Kevin, our guest for tonight in the studio, is is a part of our illustrious club, oh. and I believe also a dual membership with Doe's, yep. which is another fine club. Definitely. Um, and, it's all right. Um, yeah. 
He's brewed some some tasty beers over the years, and, awesome. and it's fun well, having him on. And we were sitting at a homebrew club meeting, and I said, he said, I, I have a beer I want some feedback on. Yeah. And I just had a guy drop out of the show, and I was like, uh, oh, I know some guys. Down, yeah. uh, to, up to Concord. All right. And he was game. Well, good. That sounds nice. good. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break real fast. Then we'll come back. We'll jump right into the beers. It'll be a good time. It'll also be Dr. Homebrew. So hang on. We'll be right back. the examination all right everybody thanks a lot for sticking with us we're gonna get josh on the line here and talk some cal common that's Which is another, another good stuff. Yeah, we, don't, we don't get that very often, and that's a uh, no. kind of a California-specific uh, style, and uh, one of the few, yeah, has our fine state's name <laughs> in the title. Um, it is a 19B in your 2015 BJCP guidelines. Yes, yes, absolutely. It is known for its uh, toasty and minty hop notes and woody from the northern style minty uh, i mean sorry yeah woody and minty and and quote rustic oh uh, shit hop aromas i didn't know that and i was talking with brian earlier trying to figure out what rust, rustic smells like hmm. and you told me to what uh go go <laughs> lick a barn yeah. <laughs> get out of my face go lick a barn go bullshit. lick a barn that's going to be rustic no but i think I, what they're trying to say is like northern brewer is the classic hop that's like woody and minty and I don't know what the hell rustic is supposed to taste like either. That's like the dumbest thing. Like unfinished? Sorry, Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. But we have Josh on the line. Josh, are you there? What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, hey. man? Oh, good, man. How about you guys? Nice. Not too bad. Oh, my God. I can see Josh on the screen right there. It's like he's videoing <laughs> in. Oh, my God. Hey. Yeah. This yeah, is like Turtle 21st, Beach, buddy. I know it's the no. 21st century or some shit going on here. So are they supposed to turn their video off so we get better audio quality, or do we not care about that I shit? I don't care. It's fine. What, you look like a, is that a little gamer headset you got going on, Josh? Yeah, what are you dude, Turtle Beach. What are you playing? It's good yeah. stuff. What, what game are you playing? Uh, uh, PS4, I play Division 2. Oh, okay, I haven't done Division Two yet, but I'm big Destiny oh, Two, guy, uh, Battlefront. You know, basically all the two games. Yep. Right there, you go. There you, you know, go. That's how you got to do it, right? Do you want to give us yeah. your handle online <laughs> <or> here so that <laughs> if anybody wants to game with you, they can join your gaming group or something? No, no, I'm not that good, man. You don't want to. <laughs> Josh, well, right, Josh, Josh, where are you calling us from? Uh, Bridger, Montana. And nice. do you, do you, you're a member of a homebrew club? I am uh, Rimrock Brewers Guild in Billings. Nice. Oh, my God. That, those initials don't form a pun. <laughs> yeah, sorry about I that. Know. Yeah. Holy cow. You we guys are you totally off. unique. Yeah, we're, we're done <laughs> here now. There we have to you kick go. You right now. Uh, Josh, how long have you been homebrewing, man? Uh, probably five or six years. I started out with, uh, you know, extract and, you know, made oh, yeah. my way up to all grains. So. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yep. And this is uh, Cal Common. Uh, even so, though you're not in California, you 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 attempted this style anyway, which is very ballsy I attempted. of you. Yes, it's very ballsy yes. of you. Uh, have you done it before? Uh, no, this is uh, this is the first time. Okay. I uh, I did try it again, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it was my first time with my glycol system, so yeah. I had some bugs to work out. But 
Yeah, we'll okay. see how this Does, one, uh, It's not too bad. Yeah. Does Anchor Steam make its way out there that far to Montana? No, no. That, no that's no. kind of why I wanted to send it to you guys to see, okay. you know, what you guys uh, what you guys think of it because we don't have any good uh, examples up here. So it's tricky, man. It's one of those styles that I find doesn't really travel well. Whenever I get an anchor, okay. even even in California, yeah. in the Bay Area, I'll have Anchor Steam yeah. that's a month and a half old, and it just kind of tastes. Like harsh. Yeah. Well, either way, bro, I'll give you our California take on this beer, man. Mm, <laughs> you, good. Jason, yeah. have you been to Anchor? Yeah, a few times. And I love Anchor, and they're great people, and I love their beer. But oh my god, they chill by like having their that that wort go over that external column. That's just so it gets aerated so much. That yeah. To me, that's why it's perfect if you have it within. The, the, the steam in particular, mm-hmm. perfect to have anchor steam within 20 miles of the brewery. Once you get more than like 20 miles away, it gets to be kind of problematic with freshness, in, mm-hmm. in, my, yeah. in my opinion. For sure. Well, even in, even in bars in San Francisco, I'll have a bottle and it's like, yeah. I, you just, you don't know. It's, 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 for right. me, it's one of those problematic beers because if it's not stored exactly properly, it can kind of get weird and maybe right. maybe i don't know how stylistically that is versus just how it's made or whatever but anchor seam is great uh, the style is awesome when it's fresh yeah, exactly. so um let's it drink gets some even more wood or or mint mint more more, more mint, mint. <laughs> i've never uh, gotten mint out of northern brewer i know that's kind of the default yeah, thing but have you ever gotten wood from a northern brewer well yeah but it was a long time ago before they sold to anheuser bush uh, Brian Shar. Yes. Why don't you start us off today? That is my name. Yes, yeah. I am happy to. So this is a tough beer to judge because, you know, the, the ang- we were just discussing Anchor Steam is the classic style. So you don't want to judge this like it's a clone beer where it has to be a clone of Anchor Steam, right? This is a, a style. It's 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 a range of beer uh, and things like you, you're in Montana, so you didn't have a chance to have you know faction brewing here in Alameda makes something called Tasty Vapor. They brew with Mike McDowell of the Brewing Network uh, mm-hmm. with, with him or to his recipe. And it's a little hoppier, a little different. That's a different take on Cal Common, uh, which, which is good for kind of opening your eyes. So we, we judge this, and we try really hard to not judge it on the grounds of whether it's a clone of Anchor Steam or not, because that, that's not okay. what the guidelines are. Uh, aroma? I thought the aroma initially was, to me, I got like a Venice and Port-like sort of impression. Uh, Low hop aroma, which is fine for the the style, got kind of a fruit salad, almost honey aroma of ester, a little little plastic phenol in the aroma. So overall, uh, gave that a, a seven of twelve. Uh, appearance three of three. Beer's crystal clear. Head's low but persistent. Color is golden brown, exactly like it ought to be. So that's perfect. Uh, flavor. Uh, you know, we'll talk about this later because I'm curious about your packaging and when you brewed this. But my initial impression was uh, uh, malt and paper. It got very much like a, a, a wet paper kind of oxidized character from this. Uh, Medium-high caramel character. And the caramel can kind of also be associated with an oxidation. Typically, oxidation tends to ramp up a caramel impression. Uh, got some of the fruit salad esters and mid-palate that I'd gotten in the aroma. Bitterness comes up to balance in mid-palate, uh, and it's slightly balanced toward the bitter, which is good, appropriate for the style, and through the finish, the bitterness kind of lingered. It's well attenuated. Uh, one thing I noticed, I didn't get the um, a lot of hop flavor, and especially did not get that kind of woody, minty hop flavor that's kind of the signature of the style. It doesn't have to be that that hop, but the hop flavor itself was kind of muted. Again, kind of consistent with maybe an older or perhaps oxidized uh, example. So I gave this 9 out of 12 for flavor. 
Uh, Mouthfeel, four out of five. Uh, body's medium, carbonation low, uh, no warming. It's not really creamy, but it's not a creamy style. That's all fine. I did get a light astringency in the finish, which is what caused me to knock a point off. I was I, I want to talk about your water treatment. I'm curious if that might have come from water treatment or from some other source. But uh, that's four out of five. Overall impression, five out of ten. Uh, I think this is a good beer with just a few a few issues. Um, the primary one to me was the oxidation, and the sort of paper character tells me this beer might just be an older than optimal sample, and it may have been a lot better perhaps earlier. But we'll talk talk about that after Brian with the, these details about you know when it, when it was brewed and when it when, when it was sent and about your packaging. Um, a little more estuary than expected. This is a tricky yeast because this is kind of a hybrid style, right? I mean, you're taking a lager yeast and you're fermenting at higher than expected temperature, so this the. the this is, I think, a more difficult style than a typical homebrew to brew. So this ended up being a little more estuary than I might have liked. Uh, if you can control fermentation temperature, we'll talk about that later, too. That would be ideal. Uh, and I'm also curious about your hop selection, because if it's not northern brewer, at least some northern brewer is typically a good idea in this style. Overall, um, gave this 20 out of 50. That's uh, still a, a good rating. Um I think that this is primarily the, the issues you might have are related to age and possibly recipe. But overall, I think your process is is good, and uh, look forward to hearing more about it later. So thanks for sharing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. All right, Coop. Um, Coop. Thank you for sending your beer. We we received bottles that had labels on them, and I used to um, you know bottle beers in in labeled uh, bottles, and it doesn't make a difference, but. Snobby people like JP will look yeah. down upon a beer that comes 100%. in a <laughs> bottle that has not had its label removed. And I used to get shit from my fellow uh, club mates about it. So I have since taken to the practice of doing the good old practice of just, you know, soaking some PBW, get those labels off, clean the bottles, and make it look nice and pretty like you're going to enter in a competition, even though you're just pouring it for your friends and it doesn't make a freaking difference. Well, it, this is the first bottle. And you've been on the show from the jump pretty yeah. much, right? Like, you, you, we've been through this before. This is the first bottles that I've had that have come from a, uh, a commercial label went on, right, mm-hmm. that haven't been contaminated. Mm-hmm. And every time before, it was I've, I've called it. I've said, mm-hmm. I, 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 in my head, I'm like, this is fucking contaminated. I remember, I, th- I thought I wrote them down one time. I thought ah. I wrote it down. I was yeah, like, see, I told you. But this one isn't. Because normally, sheet. it's just a point of contamination where you can carry. You can't get the bottle fully clean on the outside. And if you're, have a, if you're messy at bottling or if you just kind of mm-hmm. touch something, it's just what, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a point to not. Well, the beer be doesn't clean. go from the outside of the bottle back to the no, inside. No, but your hand does if you touch the cap or if you, you know, and if you're, if you're not yeah. clean with your practice. So there, there could be a point of contamination. I suppose. And it's it's more to me an indicator, and certainly not in this beer, but sometimes you get a beer like that, and it's an indicator that the person that bottled it doesn't really understand about sanitation or cleanliness, and it makes you more wary. It's like, oh, God, what's going to be in here? Because how well did this bottle get cleaned if the label outside didn't come off? Right. But I I didn't, that, to me, I I had a couple of issues with this beer, but none of them related to uh, contamination or lack of cleanliness. And, and, and I guess, you know, I don't know if if it's to anybody's point, but this, it's the first time, like I said, in six years that we've had a bottle with labels on it that hasn't been contaminated. Yeah. So there you go. 
Sorry, Cooper. Go ahead. Um, no, it's okay. I, I just wanted to have that little conversation uh, because <laughs> I don't. Yeah, if you're if you're careful bottling, you can bottle in a bottle like that just fine and yep. not not have a problem. Sure, right. But if you aren't careful, you might have a little chance of issue. But that said, um, you know, both bottles tasted the same to me, and mm-hmm. I didn't let it color my impression of the beer. I am that good of a judge. Um, medium. <laughs> you light. should be like a grandmaster thirty <laughs> at this point, dude. You, you're like I, uh, uh, double double no. grand squared master. I don't grade enough exams for that. <laughs> um, aroma, wise, aroma wise, I'm getting a medium light, caramely, uh, toasty uh, malt note in there. It's pretty richly malty, uh, malty in there. Uh, slightly coarse, kind of unrefined, classic style hops. I guess you could say. I want to imagine some wood and and mint in there and rusticness. Um, it's 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 a little woody, I would say. Uh, lightly fruity with kind of a stone fruit like note. Yeah, it does smell a little bit like a barn. Yeah, Brian uh, licked a barn just yeah. a second ago. Exactly. Damn. Yeah, that's what, where I was the last twenty minutes. What was his name? Finding the nearest <laughs> bar- barn. <laughs> I'm finding the nearest bar and licking it. That's Not Brian. Right? Yeah, barn. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hate anyway, <laughs> uh, no DMS or diacetyl in there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a low temp ale ferment. I didn't get any big fruitiness off of it. Uh, big fruity. Like wasn't yeah, it wasn't super estuary. No. Appearance wise, it's an amber colored beer with a low light tan head. Uh, faded fairly soon after pouring on this in this glass. Um, uh, pretty creamy texture to the head though that was there, and some very fine bubbles. Seems like. Would be a finely formed head uh, normally, but it's kind of falling flat a little bit. Uh, flavor-wise, low caramel and toasty malt, medium low bitterness. I get a little bit of that the woody, a little hint of some kind of mint or spice in there, kind of the classic American hop note. Um, it's not a citrusy hop. It's not a super herbal or, or uh, floral hop. So it's in the in the neighborhood for me, honestly. Um, I'm guessing there probably is some Northern Brewer in there because if you clone brew a, a steam beer or a Cal Common, you're gonna put some some Northern Brewer in there. Usually, you might blend it with something else and have some fun, but hopefully it's there. We'll find out. Um, I did get a light phenolic in this beer. Uh, it's expressing itself to me as kind of a light, plasticky and spicy. And slightly medicinal kind of uh, quality, mm-hmm. and I get it as um, I like aspirate the beer. Like you keep put a little uh, beer in your mouth, kind of keep it in the front of your mouth, and then breathe in through that beer. So it kind of you aspirate the beer, and it, it 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 pops out a little more when I do that. It's low; it's not really high, but there's something funky in there. Um, and I'm I admit I'm sensitive to phenolics. But it, it really, um, there's a little edge to there that is that kind of medicinal kind of flavor. And that could come from wild yeast or, or anything else. We'll talk about that a little more uh, in a bit here. Uh, so it finishes kind of semi-dry. It's not it's not a super sweet beer. Um, and that phenolic to me kind of lingers in the aftertaste a little bit as it dries off the tongue. It kind of remains there. I was like, yeah, there's, uh, there's that, that phenolic. Uh, mouthfeel wise, it's medium bodied. I get a little bit biting quality from the, a bit of a biting quality probably from the phenolic, uh, but also possibly some, some astringency, which to me could be a little related. Um, there's something a little, a little, um, husk like or biting in there. 
Um, medium low carbonation. Uh, I'm feeling a bit of warming, which is odd because I didn't get smell a lot of alcohol or taste a lot of alcohol. Hmm. I got a slight warming impression from the beer. Not not, not really strong, but it's, it's a little sharp and kind of feels maybe bigger than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little more, just a little harsher than it should be. Um, so I marked it down a bit in the mouthfeel for, for those kind of little details, but... Um, you know, really, overall, it's it's not a bad attempt at the Calcommon style. It's right in the territory for, like, seems like gravity-wise, color-wise, appearance-wise, um, even hop-wise to me. Um, uh, it seems like you used good ingredients. It's just a bit um, distracting with that phenolic, and you got to watch for <laughs> contamination or um any chance of any bacteria or wild yeast getting into your uh fermentation once you cool the wort down um of course the classic advice for you know uh chlorophenols especially is to avoid chlorine sanitizer you know in the old days back in the 1990s and 80s when these <laughs> early homebrewers were like don't How use bleach no bleach yes i use bleach i was like no, yeah, you, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're doing things right using star sand. Ask me when the last time I used or, bleach to clean uh, was. Iota four or something. That's you, you, know, you like, killed you know. the last prostitute you're with. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well exactly. Yeah. Well, for brewing, I mean, right. 1990, oh, brewing. 1996 ish. Yes, um, I think I would like to see a little less carameliness in this beer, and uh, you know, it was it was a uh, it was a good beer. Uh, I've just missed the mark a little bit and and had a little defect there, so I, I dropped it down to a 27. It's 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 not a bad Cal Common, and if you cleaned up those things, you could definitely get up into the 30s or higher, and um, keep brewing that and and come taste some Anchor Steam out here, fresh, like as close to the source as you can get. Exactly, um, at go the to brewery, the brewery if you can. Yeah, brewery. it's a great tour. It's worth yeah. going to if you ever nice get down copper. here. The copper is beautiful. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for sharing it. Yeah. All right, Josh, you got, you got any questions for these uh, these dudes? Well, you guys want to go over my recipe? Oh, yeah, JP, please. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to run your it. show, brother. But, uh, <laughs> love to hear it. Tell me, well, tell me everything you can tell me about this beer. Sometimes man. we forget yeah. to ask. Someone's been All playing right. the Division 2 a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Trying to boss mm-hmm. me around, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> so um, I kind of... Th- threw a little screwball at you guys um because i didn't use lager yeast um i used so 4 okay okay so for my yeast um just kind of blended some stuff that i had together um so what i used is uh this was a 10 gallon batch um and i did uh 16 pounds of a two row uh roar um, and then I did uh, two and a half pounds of uh, Crystal 40 level bond and a pound and a half of 80 level bond mm-hmm. caramel and then a pound of uh, Kara pills. Um, and then for my hops, I did use uh, Northern Brewer. I used uh, one and a half ounces mm-hmm. uh, for 60 minutes. And then I did Pearl um, for my last 10 minutes. I used uh, four ounces of that. And then, uh, and then I also put, and I split the batches cause I only have the, the five, uh, gallon carboys, which I've upgraded to plastic conicals now. But, um, I did, uh, four ounces of pearl that I dry hopped, uh, for three days in one of my carboys and then I blended them together. So mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts about that later. So when, how, when did you brew <laughs> this? 
Uh, it was February, let's see, 24th of February. Of 2019? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm not I'm not my dad. I'm going to call me sir. Uh, okay. So, but I am my mom, so call me man. Bad, hab- do, bad do habit, you, man. Do you do, fermentation, <laughs> do you do fermentation temp control? I do, yeah. So th- what, this what one, um, this I've, got the, I've got the chest, the chest freezer with the ITT, ITC 1000, and then, mm-hmm. um, but I um, went away from that. And of course, being up here in Montana, we don't have to worry about cooling. At that time of year, no, we have to worry about not. heating. Um, so I, I used uh, yes. heating uh, and, uh, in that. But now I've actually built my own glycol chiller because um, oh, nice. I'm an HVAC, HVAC guy. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, so my my next one, I've actually got a porter in the garage right now. Damn. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I have that with the fast ferments, the fourteen gallons. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, so, so, you, that's, so you're fermenting so. in the fast ferment, which is like a thick plastic. Uh, that's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. it's, it's oxygen impermeable generally. Yep. So how do you how did you bottle this beer to ship to us from the fast ferments? Uh, so I didn't do this from the fast ferment. This okay. the, this beer is from the gl- five gallon glass carboys. Oh, okay. okay. So okay. then, yep. how did yep. you get it from the Sorry. carboy to the bottle? Uh, I just did a transfer to the bucket, you know, and uh, and then transferred it on top of uh, sugar, and then did natural carbonation. Okay, you know, just just did that, and then bottled it mm. off of that. That's really weird because to me, I mean, that's. Not dissimilar to what I've done for many years. Uh, I don't quite do that now, but it's you know, I've I've entered beers for comp and I've gotten you know, I've placed with with beers. I've done just that way, and to mm-hmm. me, I mean, it's just kind of odd that this comes across to me in a lot of ways as like really oxidized. But so, I'm, I'm kind of wondering where the oxygen is coming from because it, this is only like three months old. Is it just that and your crystal malt? It may, maybe the crystal malt That's, is making me think oxidized yeah. when it's not. What crystal malt did you uh, use? Uh, again? Some 40s I used to me, uh, yeah. uh, so twelve percent of forty, and then seven percent of eighty. You know, like that's a lot of crystal to me. That's what, J- Jason, you're right. Jason, yeah. you're right. This is a recipe thing and not an oxidation thing because that's a okay. lot of dark crystal. I'm not getting oxidation, okay. but I do get the phenol. And that's what I'm, mm. that's to me what's coming across as oxidized. It's like that huge caramel flavor from the darker crystal. And also to me, you talked about your hop schedule. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to just mm. jump in with some stuff here. Um, the Northern Brewer is kind of, doesn't have to be the signature hop, but the reality is that's the, quote, signature hop for this style. Mm-hmm. And you put the Northern Brewer in at the very beginning for bittering, so most of yes. the flavor and aroma character doesn't come out with that. And you end up with Perlay, and Perlay is a perfectly fine hop, and I, I like Perlay for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have that kind of, quote, woody, minty, rustic, the thing the style calls for, I would have at least probably half. I would shift your hops around. You know, use whatever you want for bittering. I would have mm-hmm. probably fifty percent of your late hops be Northern Brewer, maybe mixed with Perlay, right? Because what, okay. you're, what we're getting for the flavor and the aroma, and I kind of noted that in my my score sheet, you're kind of missing that minty slash woody Northern Brewer flavor, which doesn't have to be a hundred percent of the flavor or even you know half, but. In terms of trying to hit what the style says, that would probably help you out a lot to maybe flip around your your hop schedule a little bit to have more Northern Brewer toward the end. Okay. 
That sounds good. So um, also, I stored this um, in my pantry, um, you know, so I let it, you know, get carbonation and stuff like that. And then I just left mm-hmm. it in there. And uh, and then basically just uh, I think I might have cooled it before I shipped it to you guys, but I don't I don't think so. So would that have any effect too? That I just kind of stored it about I don't know about eh. seventy or something like did that. Did you did you cap on foam? No, it's bottle conditioned. No, so, or did you yeah. cap bottle, on? Or did you? Bottle I guess I guess not cap on foam. Yeah. But did you? Yeah. I mean, even that little because you're going to have secondary fermentation. I've always believed. That little bit of oxygen in the headspace gets consumed It'll during be scavenged. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel right. like too. So I don't, I don't feel like I, I got This came across to me as really oxidized. I mean, you talk about your recipe. Our discussion we just had, what that's telling me is what I'm tasting is your recipe, and not oxidation. Okay. Yeah, I think Brian, that Brian, is a little sweet, and that's, yeah. that's 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 really the issue. Yeah, I thought there was a little too much caramel, but yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get big oxidation. No, I mean, it, to me, it came across more like. Um, like a tannic uh, raisin, and that's how I kind of know that it's not necessarily oxidation. Because for me, yeah, oxidation is a little sweeter, but it's like raisiny but dry. A tannic raisin—that's an yeah. interesting, uh, right? It's weird, right? Yeah, it's, that's that, yeah. that's a good, uh, like a, a good pearl raisin, of wisdom, right? yeah. a good perlay of wisdom oh, you gave shit. us, uh, Jason. Mm. How many actually uh, pronounced perla in the German? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. yeah, I totally I'm messed so it up. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. It is the German word for pearl, so you can say pearl. That's fine. Okay. My, my ancestors are slapping me from their grave right now. Yes, um, probably. So my water also, guys, was uh, is really hard up here. We have really alkaline water. Nice. Um, so I cut it with mm-hmm. uh, phosphoric acid, and I added uh, 10 mils of 75%, actually, to try and cut that water down, which I have actually recently went to RO water that I have mm-hmm. now in my house. So I'm actually going to cut that, you know, half and half with well water and then also with RO yeah. to kind of uh, help the minerals I, out. But man, I, my alkaline is just, yeah, that's going to help really improve. hard. It's yeah. not very hard, but it's really hard. Yeah. Josh, I'll tell you this, I, your water treatment, I didn't notice at all, which I is agree. The, the, the goal. And I'll tell okay. you, uh, the, the yeah. single biggest flaw that I've seen in competitions judging the last two or three years is people over-adjusting their water. And you get okay. you get a beard, it's like licking a rock. And people are adjusting, and they don't understand their base water, they don't understand how to adjust their RO, they do something, and it's just overly minerally metallic or bad. Yeah. Whatever you're doing for your water, you are spot on with your water. If you don't because know, I so, don't yeah, even exactly. I don't notice. If you hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. If you don't gotcha. know exactly where you're starting, you can never get to where you're where you're wanting to go. Cause, yeah. So that's all from Jamil and John mm-hmm. on uh, Brew Strong, and Who? then uh, yeah, those and, guys, yeah, with the huh. session and yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I whatever you're doing with your water, keep doing it because Sweet. it's I can't. That's that's the key thing. I can't tell, and that's the way it ought to be. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's right. right. Go yeah. easy when in doubt. Yeah, <laughs> go light. Okay. Anything else, man? Or uh, nope. I think it? that's. I think that's it. Yeah. Just kind of switch them. What would you guys think about like like uh, my crystal malts? Just uh, reduce both of them. You think or what? I'll, I think I would drop the eighty more yeah. than the forty. I don't think. Yeah, you need it. I might but, even just take it out. Well, but I I yeah. do like the 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 two different crystal malts. I, I, I kind of a fan of layering your crystal malt so maybe mm-hmm. you could go go down and do like a 2040 
or whatever. You can also layer with more of a toasty malt, um, you know, Vienna or Munich. Munich. Or Vienna. But, no, but yeah, I would, that. I would definitely bring down that eighty, maybe by you know thirty, forty, fifty percent. I don't think you need it okay. in there at all. I, I think uh, Calicommon should not be not have those kind of more raisiny notes to it's, it. It's no, giving I, it I, some I of the color you. that's nice, but it's it's also darker than Anchor Steam, so yeah. you don't need yeah. all that color. So try like a like a fifteen or a twenty. Like I like Crystal Fifteen has a really good flavor. Like he's got some uh, yeah. pills in there yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah. Oh well that's, that's true. Yeah it's already kinda doing some of that. I mean in what you have seven percent of the of the eighty was it? Yeah seven percent. Yep. Yeah. 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 So ultimately, Josh, I think you just had, you well, just I thought you had process idiot. problems, but you have just a few minor, a few minor recipe things. Just tweak it. It's going to be great. Send do it back th- to us. Do you think you could just kill it? Okay. I mean, 7% is a lot. Mm, yeah. Maybe maybe take it down yeah. by, yeah, maybe take it down to 2%. Yeah. Two, you, or two, you, two or three. You, if, you, if you want to keep it, make you get it a two little or dimension, three. Right. You yeah. can still get a little dimension out of there, which is kind of yeah. the goal. A little, a little color, a little yeah. bit of a, what is that flavor in the yeah. background kind of thing? Gotcha. I don't know. Okay. Okay. And then 12%, and then what about the, what about you're right, the yeast? Jason. Is seven percent is a lot. Something too, or no? Oh, sorry. Yeast? Go ahead. Is the yeast? Oh, the, the yeah, the yeast. Uh, since I didn't use lager yeast, it was you know there was you 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 picked up on a little more fruitiness, I think, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I I think that regardless of what yeast, the point of the yeast. I mean, you want to. This is such a weird style, right? Because classically, it's a lager yeast fermented hot to get esters. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. But yeah. you want to have a little ester character. So however yeah. you get there, right, whether it's with SO4 or something and you ferment at whatever temperature to give it a little ester or you use lager yeast, you ferment warm, it's it's a tough – this is why I think this is a really hard style to homebrew think, because it's one where temp really becomes an issue, yeah. right, Brian? What What do you think? Well, since you have the ability to do a 10-gallon batch, I would take a 10-gallon batch and ferment half of it with the lager yeast at, at low 60 degrees and half of it with your ale yeast uh, that, you, you know, it really okay. wasn't bad, but, you know, maybe just keep it low yeah. so it's not giving it a lot of fruitiness. Right. You know? Well, I wonder if you can just make wort, make a See starter, yeah. and put it at low 60s with, an, with like, you know, with high end for the lager yeast put it in the fridge or whatever, mm-hmm. and then do the same with uh, a, a high, you know, ale yeast, and then you just taste, because really, you're just looking for the flavors that are kicking off. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. it's going to be different, but if they're anywhere 60% to where they would be in a beer, then then maybe that's the, the route you try. So you mm-hmm. can do a d- bunch of different trials if you're just trying to figure out what method pushes the... The, the, the phenols and the esters that you want, right? Yeah, I mean, classically, just get a, ger- a clean German lager yeast and do it that way because that's the classic way. But, you know, okay. again, your ale yeast, it wasn't a, it wasn't like, oh, my God, it's so fruity to hmm. me. <laughs> right. right. It yeah. was, you know, you can do the same a similar thing, but it's not the classic way to do it. So I, okay. I would try to yeah. stick to as classic. My my judge advice to you would be stick to the, as classic as you can do. Yeah. yeah. I, think you're, I think you're really close, man. Agreed. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. I think that's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, always good listening to you guys. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate right. it. Don't thanks listen to those other sharing. shows, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing. <laughs> All right, later, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Cool. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a break here, Bev. What do you think of that? You ready for a break? Uh, She's not union. She gives me the thumbs up, and so that means it's break time, everybody. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to speak with Kevin with his doppelbock. He's in studio, so we don't have to worry about 
watching a video of him, we get him in real life. We do have to worry about him, uh, you know, like um, hurting us if we don't like his beer. Lunging over the table. uh, Well, you guys are closer than I am, so I'm all right. He's sitting right next to me. I'm going to get my ass kicked. All right, everybody. This is Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Hey, thanks for hanging on, everybody. Appreciate it. They, didn't. they all they just turned it off after that last segment. Mm-hmm. Big preaches go out to you guys for listening to the show. All right, Kevin, man, what's up, dude? Not much. Why not? I was hanging out here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the all studio. Right. That's cool, man. Let me turn you up a little bit here. So you got a Doppelbach, man. That's cool. You brewed a Doppelbach before? Nope. This was my first lager. Oh, damn. Okay. Really? Your yeah. first lager was a Doppelbach? Yeah. You are a brave man. Uh, yeah, it was a, a Doze internal club comp that we did. Um, so I brewed this with Max Brown and mm-hmm. Damian Clausen of Club Doze. Okay. Nice. Good and, company. Uh, so, yeah, it was a challenge kind of, you know, brew bigger styles. And so that's my first stop of Nice. Wow. Decocked it? No. <laughs> how many, We're not how crazy. Many, how many beers have you brewed before this? Um, Generally, at, roughly at speaking. Point, well, you already judged the beers. So this was brewed in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about a year and a half old now. And at that point, probably 50 beers in my belt. Nice. Very good. Okay. Yeah, not too shabby. Uh, all right, let's get some poured and let's let's drink some Doppelbach. What do you guys think? I'm down. We've done this for six years and we're still waiting for the beer to be poured. Mm. Coming back from break, Oh, yeah. That's some nice radio right job? there. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, look, I'm just commenting. If you mm. want it to be, you know, a producer job, for example, that could be a producer job, too. I don't produce this show. <laughs> I run the video on this show. Yeah, it's producing. No, son. No? Uh, wow, I tried look- to warm it up a little bit. That took extra time, JP, and perfection takes time, so <laughs> don't complain. Uh, don't then ask. Yeah, then just don't complain. Then I've been working this job for six years. I could quit anytime I want. You sure, you sure can. You'd probably, it'd probably be better for your mental health. Yeah. Uh, beer looks good. I give it a 50. Let's go. Mm, All right. Okay. End of the show. 50. Show over. Thanks, Thanks everybody. for coming, Good Kevin. Night. Can you imagine we just ended the show? Kevin's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I've been sitting <laughs> here for two <laughs> hours for that. We're not even going <laughs> to talk about the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian Cooper. Well, we know it's not decocted, so That's I just true. deducted five points. <laughs> um, the bottle had a good fill. Nice, nice hiss when we opened it. Um, in the nose, strongly malty. Some definite Maillard byproducts in there. Uh, those, those flavors that come up with the color reactions. It's a nice, um, well, they used to call them melanoidins, but that's really a color, more of a color product. So there's the whole change that, you know, they still have to come up with just a good word for that. I think a word should be invented for Maillard byproducts because I really don't like saying that. I liked saying melanoidins better, but <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I digress. Lightly caramely, bread crust like malt. Cleanly and lightly spicy alcohol. It's a clean, lightly spicy alcohol. This is the second show of the night. And we've had a little bit of beer. <laughs> Let's do um, a third show, Brian. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Uh, there's no obvious hop aroma. You don't want. You don't need any hop in this beer. Um, it smells really rich and smooth. It's inviting. It, it seems very cleanly lagered, and. Um, you know that 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 nice rich aroma and and the alcohol makes you want to take a sip before you even look at the appearance. But as a judge, 
you have to look at the appearance and it's beautiful it's a nice reddish um light copper color with uh it has some reddish orange highlights it's brilliantly clear um the head did fade fairly quickly after being poured um probably due to the alcohol in this beer which is pretty evident in the nose and then we get into the flavor and and um yep <laughs> i taste some alcohol it's probably on the stronger end for the style i would say um, the spear is richly maltly with no maltly. <laughs> Stop me now. <laughs> Brian's already dead. That's yeah. I think this is, is this warming, Brian? Are you warming up a this little is, right uh, now? The drunk history version of Dr. Homer. There's some biscuity flavors in there. And it, it's got a light toffee and uh, caramel sweetness to it. Um, definitely some mirror products again uh, in the flavor. It's balanced firmly to the malt, of course, uh, as it should be. Low bitterness is out of the way. Uh, clean lager ferment. Really nice clean lager ferment for your first lager. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, you were in good company there, so I think you, you probably learned from, from some good people. Oh, yeah. And keep making these lagers. Uh, very firm alcohol throughout. Uh, it is maybe a bit prickly sharp. It does come through. Uh, pretty intense and uh, like camping, you know, it, it lingers into the aftertaste with the malt and that alcohol is like one, two punch. You know, it's like big malt, big alcohol, and just a long finish. It just keeps going. Uh, mouthfeel was medium full bodied. I would say um, it's, it's almost full bodied, but it's not, it's, it's not like the biggest, most syrupy beer you've ever had. Honestly, it's not like barley wine kind of mouthfeel. It's just a, a little lighter and and somewhat more delicate than that, but not delicate in any sense of the imagination here. Uh, low carbonation, uh, firm alcohol warmth. Uh, I would say medium high warmth. Um, that is a bit biting to me, but also welcome. And um, you know, the beer nonetheless is somewhat somewhat smooth and, and creamy, uh, despite everything else that's going on here and, and and being fairly big and and a lot of um, a lot of warmth, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's smooth, smooth warmth. I guess you sure. Say. It's not yeah. not really hot warmth, but it does it does pack a little punch. It does bite a little bit. Okay. Um, so overall, it's a big double buck. Um, kind of towards the medium light side of the the style. You can go really dark and and add some chocolatey flavors, but you don't need to. I think the middle ground is kind of a nice place for it to be with this kind of uh, coppery color instead of getting towards brown. Mm-hmm. They don't all have to be brown. Um, it's a very nicely nicely crafted beer. I would say nice nice job on that. The alcohol could be uh, smoothed out a bit, or possibly even just reduce it a little bit um, with what you have here to let it play a little better with everything else. But uh, you could sip a lot of this. It's uh, you know some additional aging may also you know smooth it out. Even it's already two years in, but um, it, I think it's just going to keep getting better for maybe another year or two. And, um, you know, find a way to, if you can, improve that head retention a bit. Um, the alcohol could be standing in your way here. Um, and dropping that back a bit may improve that as well. Uh, but also look at what proteins you're leaving in there. It, I don't know if you did a protein rest or anything like that. You probably don't need to with the, you know, well, well-modified malts these days and just uh, let it be. But, um, yeah, it's a nice beer. I gave it a 40. I thought it's a, a fantastic double buck. Excellent. All right. Mr. Schar. Yeah, I, I largely agree with what Brian just said. This is a really wonderful beer. 
Uh, the not just saying this because Kevin's sitting right next to me who kicked my ass in like three seconds. We don't. You should kick your own ass. Yeah, you know, professional ethical considerations as doctors of homebrew require us to speak the truth about the beers that we we evaluate. Right. So uh, aroma start. That's again, God, you guys. There's I, a code I think, of ethics. This, this is like this is like good stuff. I'm laying down pearls here. There should be laughter <laughs> and some shit. Come on, you guys. There should Jeez. be. You mean right. pearl, <laughs> Maybe my maybe my pearlays wow. are like a lot smaller than I thought. Anyway, the aroma starts off malty with uh, definite uh, bread crust breadiness, like a doppelbox should. They go to a fancy restaurant and they bring out that basket of bread at the beginning, and mm. it smells so good. That's what this beer smells like, is that fancy basket of different breads, and you eat that bread, and (laughs) you have the bread is so good, and the crust is so good, but it's pretty calm, you know, (laughs) Jay... Well, and that, but that's like, that's what, well, I wish you guys at home could geez. see Jason's expression right now. Uh, He's romanticizing about the basket of breads, but that's what freaking Maillard byproducts are. Right. It's a bread right. like the brownie reactions that happen on the outside of a bread crust and you get a fresh basket of bread are the same reactions that happen in the malts and the brewing process and the, you know, the, the fine crafting of a beer like this. That's correct. That bring all, along these flavors that you expect and you need to have in a double yeah. block. And thank you, Brian Cooper. They're hard to get. So yeah, Brian Cooper. Thank you so much. Continue, Brian. But don't let, no, don't listen to JP. Because the thing is, it's not just bread crust, right? You look at the guidelines. It's not like, no, it's a one-dimensional one thing. A Doppelbach is a richly malty, very complex beer that has bready, toasty crust. It's not a one it's not like, oh, I'm going to eat a crust of some rye bread. That's Nobody wants to do that just by itself. It's It's got complexity, right? So this this aroma has a lot of complexity. Layers. Okay, layers, exactly. There's no hop aroma, fine for style. Uh, no off aromas. As it warms up, I get kind of a plum character. <laughs> Jason, yeah. I'm looking like, why is Jason oh, laughing Oh, because I'm making fun of Bev. Don't worry uh, about okay. it. You what, keep what, what, going. trying to convince oh, me that oh there was God. a booger on my face. You keep so. going, Brian. Don't worry. No, you, don't don't you're, derail, you're, Brian. Your face is fine. I'm There's just no boogers on your face. It's the, second episode, it's the second beer of the second episode. I'm fine. Nobody derail uh, the char train, please. Yeah, I love it. Woo, woo. We never know where it'll end up. <laughs> We got ten minutes we, left we in this show. Oh Let's God! Go. Right, and Let's next, go. he's going to compliment go. the beer for not being hazy. <laughs> so uh, the, the plummy is like a classic character for this type of beer. This definitely has a plum aroma as it warms, and that plumminess mm. is related to the breadiness and the crustiness. Really well done. Nine out of twelve aroma. Appearance three out of three. This beer is crystal clear, brown with ruby highlights. You know, perfect color. Uh, heads low because of the high alcohol, but also very persistent. So you couldn't couldn't do any better. Three of three. Flavor wise, the uh, initially the flavors rich malt, bread crust, with some sweet ethanol, and it's not rough ethanol, right? Sometimes you have a higher alcohol beer like this, and we'll talk about your ABV later on. Uh, sometimes you get a big beer and the the fusels make it just harsh and nasty. Yeah. There is some sweet ethanol at the beginning that really just melds well with the flavor here. Uh, there is some toasty character comes up mid palate. Overall complex and interesting. Balance is slightly toward malt. The hopping is great, right? This the beer like this is difficult. You don't want it to be. This cannot be hop oriented. But it can't be hop absent, or it's going to be this sweet mess that's going to right. not taste like anything good. The balance is just perfect. The malt is just a little more than the, the hop bitterness, which is the way it ought to be. Carries all the way through the finish. It's well attenuated. 
you know, as it warms, the alcohol gets a little bit, a tinge of harshness. That's all I can mm. say wrong is as it warms up, maybe it's a little harsh. But overall, 15 out of 20 for flavor. This is just amazing beer. Uh, mouthfeel, of course, it's Doppelbach. It's warming. Gosh, duh. Uh, Putty's medium high. Carbonation's low. Again, fine. Leans toward little toward creaminess. It's not a creamy beer, but if you're going to say, is it creamy or not, it's smooth. And this is the, the accomplishment of this beer that is it's a high alcohol, high malt, smooth beer. Well, well done. Mission accomplished. Five out of five. Overall impression, I gave it an eight out of ten. I really like this beer a lot. It's tasty. It's flavorful. It's complex. Uh, a slight amount more carbonation might be helpful. I, I, I didn't knock any points off for carbonation. Carbonation was in range. I think maybe a little more carbonation, just maybe by like 10% or so, might make this beer stand up a little more. It might help drive off a little bit of the alcohol. And then the um, as far as the very slight alcohol harshness, and I don't know if you deal with that by maybe backing off on fermentables by maybe 5%, or if you deal with that with temperature control. But I gotta believe your temperature control is pretty much perfect because otherwise this beer would have been a nasty mess as it was. Uh, but I, overall, it's a forty. I get this a forty. Yeah. This is a really, really well made. I can't believe this is your very first lager, man. This is just amazing. No fusels and yeah, we should no. talk about uh, pitching rates for a beer like this too because you really oh, yeah. have to pay attention. And we're, neither one of us is getting any big fusels here, which would be just a telltale sign of under pitching. It, it doesn't seem like you. Uh, messed up there at all so yeah um excellent tell us how you how you brewed it and yeah, please uh, do. what you put into it yeah so this is uh from brewing classic st- classic styles basically so it's okay. basically 70 percent munich uh 20 uh pilsner and then 10 percent care munich malt um mm-hmm. it's got uh you know one and a half ounces of hallertau for 60 minutes and half an ounce of hallertau for 30 minutes so that's it. Pretty, Five gallon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's all there is. What's what's the percent of alpha acid? That probably like four percent. Wow. Yeah. So that's I mean, really total, amazing total that the bitterness 30, came up the balance so well with such a kind of small. Um, what's your batch size? Five or ten gallons? Um, this was a fifteen gallon batch. Fifteen. But it was oh my god! Ways. It was split three ways for the three brewers that were. Uh, but it was like one and a half uh, ounces or so. You have Hallertau for the bittering. Uh, so that. I gave you the five gallon for the five oh, gallon. Oh, got, got you, got you, got you. Sorry. Okay, no, that's fine. But um, understood. Uh, so, and the starting gravity was around ten eighty six, and it finished around ten fourteen. It is about nine and a half percent. And th- that did attenuate well. Wow. Well yeah. done. And that oh lets the, some of the toastiness and some of the richness shine better than if you have too much sweetness there. I think. Yes. So yeah, I did a starter of uh, WLP eight thirty and eight thirty three. Like you know, kind of wanted oh. some of the characters mm-hmm. from both and. Yeah, did a big starter pitched in about you know the typical, typical lager amount. Typical lager amount. Did you, did you happy slurry yeah. fermentation control? Did it no? But did it, did it accomplish what you wanted? Did you did yeah. you and, and the isolate is the like, flavors that you wanted from either strain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. I I I've really been high on this beer since I since we made it. Like since I fermented it, it turned out really well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I have gotten varying like uh, 
scores you know throughout the years like okay. on this beer from 29s to 42s 29s really 29s damn, dude. Scores, i right. can't imagine right. this beer ever getting a 29 it, yeah yeah so it that's why that's really why i would reach out to brian because these are like the last three bottles i have of this one so i'm well, gonna well be... th- thank you for very much for sharing these last three with us man these are wow. really good yeah. but uh yeah i kind of want to get like a you know, expert opinion on it. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said you're going to be brewing this one again this weekend? Yeah. Or? yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely do we'll it. Taste yeah, it down sure. the road so, with you, brother. Do you have any questions about um, anything? But I mean, no, it I sounds mean, like I, you shouldn't. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I, it, it was just good to kind of get, you know, yeah. like, I guess the final, like, hey, you know, even after a year and a half, the beer is still. The final you know, say, baby. Yeah, kind of. That's what we do I, here. Yeah, I mentioned if, the alcohol a few times. It's mm. definitely noticeable. And, and you said it was, what, nine and a half? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it dried out. There was It started high. Dried up right. pretty low and left a lot of alcohol in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I'd, I'd be interesting to taste this one if it attenuated even a little less and left a little more sweetness and had a little less alcohol in it. I think that it might just be a little smoother that way. But So, yeah, of the three brewers that were involved, I think one of them dried out to like 10, 10 and mm-hmm. it was, you know, was too much. Too. One of them finished it like in, in the 20s and it was too sweet. Yeah. Was just yeah. Like, yeah. So you're the Goldilocks. Like, you yep, blend I was right. I was in the right zone. It <laughs> yeah. so, no, it's, Ke- it's Kevin, how many lagers have you made since this? Um, two. Uh, a Vienna, a Vienna <laughs> lager uh, last year that went to the went to nationals. Oh wow! And, nice. Uh, Should have rebrewed it and I didn't. And it, <laughs> you know whatever. Um, that's the conundrum, man. Then, uh, I've a sports beer, but I mean, most of the time it's... You know what, man? I, brew what you want to brew that makes you happy, but yeah. you are you are doing some good stuff with lager brewing. I, if you brew, brew more lagers, as far as yeah, I'm I, concerned, man. That's right. I, I definitely try, like Try a decoction uh, next time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to do that. Like, a triple, yeah, triple yeah, decoction. Yeah, yeah. You want a 15-hour brew today, like, right? I'll 2% of melanoidin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you could do like one, like a single step if you really uh, hate yourself that know. day or whatever. We'll see how, see how it goes. All right. Well, we're done then, right, boys? I guess that's it. I think so. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Dr. Homebrew. If you are a home brewer, and of course you are, because why would you be listening to this otherwise? Uh, if you're, you know, like, so, like a welder and you just really like hearing other people geek out, this, this is weird. Uh, but if you're a home brewer, email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. And Mr. Cooper over here will get you squared away to get on this show. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a good time. We're always looking for, for f- fresh blood. That's right. To uh, critique beers. And uh, no, honestly, like it can be a feedback, uh, a beer you just want feedback on. It can be a beer that you think is great and all your friends love, but you're not sure. Maybe there's something bothering you a little bit about it or whatever. Any beer. That's what we're here for, man. Good or bad or ugly. We don't care. Yeah, and absolutely. we don't judge. Well, we judge, but That's we true. don't judge. Yeah, we judge your beer, not you. Yeah, How exactly. That? Judge the beer, not as the far brewers. as you know. That's the BJCP okay. credo. Judge the beer, not the. Anyway, uh, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, you know, until next time. Um, Dankeschön. There you go. Good night.